NBA Australia, how are you going? Hang on, it's NBA Australia. I've already said that twice. <laughs> it's Friday. TGIF, am I right? Fuck it Friday, March 18. This is definitely a fuck it Friday today. Uh, I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes. For whom Stephen wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff. Here in Larry Armour Studios. <laughs> I'm back in the uh, Spreewell jersey. What is that, four times out of five days this week? Gross! <laughs> it might have gotten washed in between, whatever. Uh, I'm here hanging out, giving you the lowdown on all the ins and outs of the NBA season while repping Strayer a bit. Real quick show today because we had one game. One! The NCAA tournament started. St. Mary smashed Indy. You love to see that. Uh, Steph's out for the rest of the regular season. That's some big news. Not great. Uh, we've got some more Mavs controversy behind the scenes. Uh, we'll wrap up the single game from today's uh, slate. <laughs> Is it a slate if it's one? <laughs> In the NBA Australia game wrap. <laughs> uh, we've got That's Not A Knife, Oh Mate, No Mate, Spud of the Night, Better Than Lonzo Ball, Dick Out of the Week. We've got Yeah, Nazi, Unpopular Opinion of the Day, now back take us. We're serving up a flame grill take. Uh, there's no Australian player watch because none of the Aussies played in today's game. Uh, but we will do a Luke Longley Memorial bloke who just does their bloody job. And uh, preview and pick every single game for the weekend before we finish off with a classic cooking with Bainesy. Always great. Right, let's get to it. Episode 777. That's right, 777. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Ah, you better, especially if you're T-Mac. Enjoy that one. T-Mac's like, ah, yeah, look, I'm getting some of my tattoos removed. I was young. I was dumb. It's not the person I am. And Shark's like, you're getting soft, T-Mac. <laughs> Harsh, but pretty fair. Right, let's start today's show every, the way we start every show with the daily whip around. Turn that up one. Turn it up, Jimmy. Turn it up. There you go. Boom. Uh, Steph, that's the big one. Uh, so, obviously, yesterday's game against the Boston Celtics, Steph Curry uh, kind of gets a bit undercut-ish by Marcus Smart. And uh, he has a sprained ligament in his left foot. They reckon he can return by the start of the playoffs. Which is interesting wording. Optimism that he can return by the start of the playoffs. Okay, geez, all right. Uh, so that's obviously mid-April. We're looking at about a month. Uh, but he's expected to see a specialist soon for further evaluation. The MRI revealed the foot sprain. No structural damage, though. And he's believed to have avoided, to have avoided serious injury. I'll tell you what. The Warriors just can't take a break, can they? What was it? it was like over a thousand days or something that Clay, Draymond, and uh, Steph had actually played a proper game together. And what they get in, they get Draymond back to go with Clay and Curry like two games, and boom, Steph goes out. Tough scenes. Other tough scenes the Mavericks. Ah, wow. Plenty of drama always behind the scenes in Dallas, just like the telly show, bro. Uh, Law and Order. <laughs> no. Obviously, Dallas. Uh, so the former general manager, Donnie Nelson, is suing the team, saying that uh, Cubes and, you know, the Mavs basically fired him last year as retaliation for reporting that Cubes' is, uh, chief of staff sexually harassed and sexually assaulted his nephew during a job interview back in 2020. 
And they also say that the uh, the law also alleges that Cuban offered uh, Donny Nelson, who was fired in June, $52 million to withdraw a wrongful termination claim and sign a confidentiality statement related to the alleged harassment and abuse of his nephew. Jesus. And Donny Nelson said that uh, Jason Luton, basically Cuban's right-hand man, as described in the lawsuit, who still works for the team, assaulted and harassed his nephew in a hotel room during the 2020 All-Star Weekend back in Chicago. Uh, Cube says everything in that filing is a lie. We did multiple complete investigations. The only person that did not live up to the standards of the Dallas Mavericks was Mr. Nelson. Interesting, considering he'd been there 24 years. He was fired as a result. He was well aware of the investigation. He refused to fully participate. I'll say it again. Everything he said is a lie. And they released a uh, big old statement, pretty much saying that as well from the Mavs, as you'd sort of expect. Uh, the Mavs have always intended to hold private in a... Hold private the inappropriate actions of Donnie Nelson that led to his termination, which is pretty gnarly. Uh, basically, they're completely unfounded, say the Mavs, and the lawsuit is baseless and full of lies. <laughs> so the Mavs are going pretty hard at uh, Donnie Nelson. Pretty interesting, considering that Don Nelson, I believe, also sued the Mavs at some other point, right? Which is pretty weird. Anyway, good times, great memories. Don't work for the Mavs, apparently. Yikes. Yeah, that's right. Don Nelson sued Cubes after returning Golden State and won a $6.3 million judgment from the Mavs in 08. Now, uh, Donnie Nelson's son is suing Cubes as well. Chaos. Absolute chaos. TJ Warren, last bit of news, uh, is officially sitting at the rest of the season to prepare for next year. He basically had actually uh, returned to full basketball activities for the Pacers, old TJ. That dude hates the Pacers. 100%, doesn't he? Uh, so... If it felt like the longest foot injury ever, it was, but he had consecutive stress fractures in his left foot. So this is the thing. Having had a couple of foot problems myself, you don't fuck with feet. You don't fuck with feet. You don't fuck with backs. Uh, and that's exactly right. So good on him for just going, yeah, look, the pace is, we're cooked. Fuck that. Uh, I'm going to get paid this next offseason anyway. Who cares? On your teach. Right. Today's game wrap. Game wrap. Game wrap. Game wrap. Game wrap. Game wrap. That's right. Detroit beat Orlando 134-120. Uh, pretty entertaining game too, which kind of felt like a college game considering we got the NCAA tourney right now. Bit better because they're older and more talented and far less white dudes. Ah, <laughs> oh, college. I love it, but I also hate it because it's just like clank, clank, clank. Oh, but Jimmy the pageantry. They're just kids. Yeah. And the basketball's not as good as a result. Oh, but all the students really get into it. Awesome. I don't have to. <laughs> I have zero root. I'm only going for some Marys because there's about 80 Australians on that team. How good's Taryn Armstrong? Anyway, uh, the magic in this game against the Pistons. Look, there was a moment right at the end of the first half where the dagger was just thrown into Orlando and they never recovered. Uh, they just never really had much of a co- sort of cohesion Cole Anthony literally couldn't buy a shot, and uh, they were never... Like, literally, once they got down, they stayed there, and it was a strange one, but, I mean, it's literally the two worst teams in the East going up against each other. You will be forgiven if you don't want to watch this one, but the best part about it was Sadiq Bay had 50! 50! That is absolutely insane. Sadiq Bay. As I tweeted out, like, this is a bingo card. Like, right? Ah, right. The 2021-2022 NBA season. Sadiq Bay, 50 burger. Bingo! (laughs) Come on. Uh, There was a great uh, sort of uh, statement as well by uh, our man Ian Ian Bassett as well about how uh, he doesn't like 50 burgers or 50 piece. And uh, I agree. 
I don't like saying shit. I just like sh- shouting, Ferity! Because that's a lot of fucking points. Um, it just sort of gets stuck in the lexicon though, right? Like 50 fucking kicks in the dick. Someone else chimed in. I'll see if I can find it about how... Uh, yeah, Rick Hazeman. I'm pastor of the half century or half ton. But that's not as good. Because <laughs> a century in cricket is really good. But 50 in cricket, you're like, ah, oh, that's pretty good. But 50 in fucking basketball is massive. So, yeah, it's a weird one. We need to figure out a really good sort of uh, bit of lexicon for that. Anyway, Sadiq Bay is the latest to hit 50. That is chaos. Uh, anyway, on to this game. Look, literally as soon as the Pistons sort of took control of this uh, in that uh, second quarter, and like because they were still down, like Orlando were fighting pretty hard, and then the Pistons just took control and they're up 10. You're like, oh, shit, what has happened? And then they just stayed up 10. It never got close again. It was like 17 in the... Th- it was like 16 in the third quarter, 17 in the fourth quarter. They never had a chance. Franz Wagner, hello, at 26 and 5. He shot 10 and 15. God, he looks good. Uh, 16, 5 and 3 for Mo Wagner. That's right, the Wagners. It's like a fucking symphony of them. Uh, <laughs> in the starting lineup, ice cold. Anthony was ice cold. He's going to pop up again in a second. 12 points, 7 assists. Mo Bamba with 10 and 12. Uh... Tell you what, love the look of Mark L. Fultz. He shot 5 of 11, and he went 11, 5, and 5. I love that. Uh, but he was really aggressive, and he really sort of just, you know, slowly, slowly, slowly sort of coming back into his own. And I'm just, you know, pulling for Mark L. Fultz. T-Rose had 17 points as well, but the best part was RJ Hampton. Save the day. Chill. Woo! Yeah. Yeah, he did. How good is that? One game and someone went 3-11 from the field. I love it. Thanks, RJ. You legend. 1-6 from downtown. Uh, for the Pistons, Big Deke Bay. That's right. Big Deke Bay. 51 points. Got there on the free throws as well right at the end. Uh, the Magic were not wanting to let him get to 50, which is understandable. Uh, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, 17 of 27 from the floor. 10 made threes on 14 tries. He was in his bag. Speaking of bags, Marvin Bagley had 20 and 11 as well. 16 points, 9 boards for Big Beef Stew, 13 and 10 for Corey Joseph. Uh, that's 7 assists. I'll tell you what, Saban Lee was pretty handy too. So the Pistons ran over the top of the Orlando Magic men without their starting point guard, Kay Cunningham, number one pick, and Jeremy, Jeremiah, Grant, their like, leading scorer. They had no problems. That's a problem if you're the Magic. <laughs> anyway, uh, the Magic are now, I believe, 18 and 53. The Detroit Basketball Pistons, 19-51. And that was the only game for today. So let's do an NBA Australia pre-performance of the night, I guess. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. It's obviously Big Deke Bay because he had fucking 51. 51! That is insane. Sadiq Bay just going, nah, guess what, fuck it. I'm just going to ring up 50. And what did I say yesterday? It was one of those things, right, like... um if you're a betting person, uh, overs. If you're going, you know, bad teams, just look at the over totals, go the over, look at the to- yeah, total points, go the overs because no one's playing defense on these bad teams at the moment and uh, they're just going fucking ham. Like, they didn't even have Hamadou Diallo, the Pistons, and they still, or Jeremy Grant, or Kane, they still had 134. Sadiq Bay having 51 is just absolute chaos. But he went 10 of 14 from three, and this is the eighth 50-plus point game of March. Not of this season, of March. That's incredible. It's March 18. 
That is bonkers. I absolutely love it. Uh, and it's also very, very big Sadiq Bay uh, bloke basically going, ah, oh, cool, I play for Detroit. This is fun. Putting up 51 in a day that no one's actually watching NBA basketball. But he was on 49. There was 10 seconds left. The Magic threw a double team at him so he doesn't get it. RJ Hampton slaps at him, fouls him, sends him the line, two free throws. He gets his 51. I was stoked. RJ Hampton, just a bit of a good dude there. But Big Deke, what a night. 17 to 27 from the floor, 10 to 14 from three. You can never take that away. <laughs> Sadiq Bay has 51. Unbelievable. Who was Spud of the night, though? Spud, 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 of the night. Spud of the night. Ice cold, Anthony. That's right. He was ice cold, was ice cold, Anthony. Uh, because he started off, I believe, 0 of 10, which is, uh, look, I'm no math scientist, but if you don't hit any of your 10 shots, that's pretty bad, right? <laughs> Seriously, it was 0 of 10. 0 of 10. Unbelievable scenes. And then he finally got a couple of shots to go. Uh, so he didn't hit a shot until the fourth quarter, which is hilarious. Then he went 4 of 5. So he ends up uh, 14... Uh, 4 of 15 for his 12 points. 0 of 10, though. That is just ice cold. The coolest part was, in the crowd there in Orlando, there's, you know, a couple of people dressed up as ice cold with the uh, big Band-Aid down the nose. Kind of loved it. I just, oh, look, I love me some ice cold Anthony. Cole Anthony's awesome. He's a uh, big personality, awesome dude, but goddamn, <laughs> he can have some bad shooting nights. Old mate, no mates. Old oh, mate, no mate. 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 Oh, mate, no mate. Oh, mate, no mate. Oh, mate, no mate. Who's got no mates today? I mean, RJ Hampton, that's a uh, tough bus ride. But RJ, we were trying to not let him get 50. Oh, man, I just thought I had a steal. <laughs> Great stuff. <laughs> Going to get a fucking fruit basket from Big Deke Bay is uh, RJ Hampton. Uh, but Rusty Westbrook is still copping at left, right, and center because like, with only one game today, all of the talking head shit has literally sort of been about, like, essentially how much Rusty sucks. And, like, you know, another uh, fan is, like, being busted, sort of yelling Westbrook, uh, Westbrook at him. And then, you know, Westbrook runs over and is like, what did you fucking say? What did you fucking call me? And uh, But the craziest part was, like, you get one more day of just, like, reveling in how much disrespect the Wolves were throwing at Russell Westbrook. Like, they didn't give a fuck, and it was hilarious. Like, this is a former MVP, a dude who has, like, had a long and storied career, and they're just clowning him. Oh, absolutely brutal. Uh, Pantsing of the night, that belongs to Sadiq Bey, who literally just pants the magic of 51. But also that, uh, as I alluded to, the end of the first half, this is where literally the uh, game sort of turned around. Because... Orlando was sort of hanging around, and then boom. Hits an insane shot falling away with one second on the shot clock to Sadiq Bay. Awesome. And then gets a steal on the inbounds, hits a three. Boom. Five points in, like, no time. He had 30 at the half. Gave them the, like, lead that they never gave up. You kind of want to go poor Orlando at that point, but at the same time, just inbound the ball and don't give it up, and then don't give up a three. <laughs> it was pretty fucking easy. Anyway. Better than Lonzo Ball. <coughs> 
Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you're going to get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. He's coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Uh, I'll tell you what, I just really, really enjoy Franz Wagner. That dude has such good touch. Like, it's the opposite of Mo Bamba around the hoop. When Mo Bamba, look, reckons he can shoot threes. Uh, today goes, you know, one of two, four of eight. But, like, every time, like, Mo Bamba's around the hoop, you're like, oh, geez, how does he go so hard at it? What are you doing? Meanwhile, Franz Wagner, hello, 26 points, and he's 10 of 15 shooting. He's just sort of looking at it, and his flow to the game is absolute fucking just beautiful. And he went two or three from downtown, four or five of the stripe. He's just really fun and kind of good. Like, he's solid in a way that you exactly want a dude at this point of his rookie year to be, but has those touches where you're like, ah, he can make those shots. And like I've always said... And I also always say never to trust anyone who says I always say. Uh, but my baseline essentially for like how good can you be in the NBA is like those tough shots, those superstar shots. Can you hit them? Can you hit a hard shot when you're asked to when everything else is broken down and you may find yourself in a weird ISO spot? Franz Wagner kind of can. I kind of love it. 26 and 5 with two assists today. He, today, was better than Lonzo Ball. And finally, Dickhead of the Week. Dickhead of the Week! Ha ha ha, maybe I'll get a press pass at Barclays and that way I can go in the locker room then and do what you guys and report the truth. Ha ha ha! Well, Kyrie, nah, mate. Like You've got to be vaxxed and boosted to actually get a press pass, you fucking idiot. Ha ha ha, nah, I'll just be a, I'll be a reporter. Not if you're not vaccinated, you dipshit. What a fuckhead. All right, yeah, Nas, after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Elliot. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do it. That's right. Today, I'll tell you what. Your Nas are brought to you by our friends at Manscaped. That's right, March Madness is here. It's happening right now. Not everyone can have the perfect bracket, but you can have the perfect set of balls this tournament season. With the sponsors of today's show, Manscaped, the leaders in below the waist grooming have just launched the Ultra Premium Collection to give you the total championship hygiene routine. Because after sweating out the games, make sure you leather up head to toe with this all-in-one skin and hair care kit to save your body, and have your balls smelling Final Four fresh. So join the 4 million men worldwide who just Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com. Bang in the code STRAYER, and you'll get 20% off from free shipping. This is the Cinderella story you're not going to want to miss. It's like St. Mary's, mate. Uh, so when the clock winds down in March, be clutch. Avoid the upset with Manscaped. Ultra premium collection to keep everything under control. You've got the Manscaped premium deodorant. Not for your balls. This is for your stanky armpits. It dries clear. It's aluminium-free. Smells like their signature scent. You got the hydrating body moisturizer. You've got tats like me. This is great. The body wash, lather up. It's got aloe vera and sea salt. There you go. She shall, she shall. Uh, two in one shampoo and conditioner. Check that one out too. And a free gift, which is a three pack of uh, lip balm, which is really, really good. I love it. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code Strayer at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use that code Strayer. Make sure you call a manscaped this tournament season or your bracket won't be the only thing that's busted. It'll be your balls. 
<laughs> right. Yeah, Nas. First off, uh, you worried if you're Golden State? Just in general. Yeah, nah, yes. They're 47 and 23. They're three and a half games up on the Yaz and the uh, Mavs, right? Who are trailing them in four and five. Without Steph, we know that Jordan Poole can do a half-decent, you know, extremely poor man's version of Steph Curry. But at the same time, like, it's... You get Draymond back, you get Clay. You don't think you're going to fall off that much. But three and a half games, you've got uh, basically... You know, 12 games left if you're the Warriors. You shouldn't give up a three-and-a-half-game lead. But I would be, like, a little bit like, oh, fuck, we need to lock in and make sure we don't. Because, look, at least in terms of their schedule, you're seeing they're going San Antonio, Orlando, Miami, Atlanta, Washington, Memphis, Phoenix, Utah, Sacramento, Lakers, Spurs, Pals. Some winnable games, but also definitely some losable ones if they're not 100% of the ball. So I'd be a little bit worried, but they are still a pretty good team. And with Draymond back sort of uh, orchestrating it all, hopefully they'll be okay and can stick fat at least in the three seed. But what did I tell you? Back at the All-Star break, the number two seed, they had to watch out and they've already lost it. Uh, now we've got a bunch from uh, Jez Oz, who's uh, helping me out today with a bunch of ENRs, which is awesome because I've got to run real quick. So uh, Jez, he says... Uh, what's going on, Big Rig? Here's some ENRs. All right, number one, it doesn't matter who wins the East because Phoenix have it in the bag. Yeah, nah. Oh, this is the problem with this year. It's so wide open, but Phoenix is so clearly head and shoulders above everybody else. Even without CP3, they're crushing it. But that's kind of the thing, right? Like, you look at Milwaukee and the job that they did on Phoenix last year, but this is a much more, I don't know, well-rounded Phoenix squad. They've got a lot more experience under the belt. They've got some belief, which I think is a big thing. I'm not going to say they've got it in the bag. Uh, so I'm going to say, yeah, nah, nah. It does matter who wins the East because if Milwaukee get through, again, I'd still be fucking terrified of Phoenix. Like in a rematch, I'd be like, oh shit, I'm still probably taking Milwaukee in that one, right? If it is Miami, a bit tricky just because that defense is always going to be pretty tough and pretty good. If it's Brooklyn, Phoenix would have it in the bag. <laughs> you know? Phoenix would have, like, I mean, Brooklyn to make it that far would have to run a fucking gamut. Like, if it's Boston or somebody, though, Chicago, I think Phoenix would be all right. But, yeah, it's a tricky one. Because the Suns have elevated to the point of not having to rely on CP3, so when he comes back, he will be the cream on top. Yeah, nah. Kind of, yeah. And it's like one of those things where them learning that, yeah, cool, right, we'll, we'll give can bring the pain a little bit more experience out here running it all. So every time he comes off the bench now, he knows what he's doing and who he's playing with. This is all good. It's actually, in terms of timing, it actually worked out pretty well for Phoenix, right? Because they've pretty much, they've salted away the one seed. They've rested CP3 with his bung finger. And so it's all right. It's actually worked out all right. He is the cream on top now. If the Suns do what I think they'll do and win the title, CP3 could play another four years in the league, bouncing around to young, talented teams like the Wolves, for example, and instilling work ethic and culture. Yeah, nah. I mean, if CP3 wants to play another four years after that, why not try to go back-to-back in Phoenix? But yeah, I feel like you could go out and break the bank uh, after this, what, he's got a three-year extension? Maybe that last year, you break the bank and just pay him a shit ton to bring him in and... uh, Fix your culture, definitely. I like that one. Last one is uh, not related, but poor old Rusty. 
may not get another contract with a team that's not shit unless he can accept that he no longer holds value as a stat-padding starter. His only value is to a rebuilding basket case team like Indy, the, Tim- <laughs> the Timbers. That's right, Portland. Ah, uh, the Portland Timbers. Uh, but you would want him around. You wouldn't want him around the likes of Halliburton or Penny Simons. Yeah, nah. Oh. Even to a rebuilding team, I feel like the value that Rusty would bring to somewhere like Orlando is probably even better than like Indy and the Timbers because I mean, Indy, you've got Halliburton. Uh, Timbers, you've obviously got Dame. You've got Simons. I don't want Rusty throwing in there, but. Just going, right, fuck it. There's some, like, fun, weird pieces in Orlando. We've got Cole Anthony as our point guard. We've got Mark L. Fultz. Maybe if we bring in Rusty for a year or two, <laughs> maybe he's not horrible. Maybe he helps, you know, if we're running everything through him again, maybe he helps and we can, uh, you know, have Cole Anthony come off the bench, let Malcal sort of cook and get, you know, his full confidence back, and there we go. But other than that, it's literally like a horrifying hellscape of who the fuck would actually want to pay or offer Russell Westbrook a uh, contract because it's horrifyingly empty. So I kind of agree with Jez here. I might have to go, yeah, no, yeah. I don't think he gets another contract with a team that's not shit. And that's weird. God damn. At the same time, like even OKC, would they welcome him back on shit like fuck all money like to play next to SGA and Giddy? Probably not. I'd rather just roll with Gideon SGA. Anyway, unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. All right, five things to watch out for the last few weeks of the regular season. Number one, seeding jockeying. I love it. I love it when teams are like, oh, fuck, we don't want to play this guy. We don't want to play those dudes. We want to play these guys. And they try to do it, and it always backfires. Um, But, I mean, with everything just so tight at the moment, because... The craziest part is, as of yesterday, the Cavs and Toronto, that's right, Cleveland. Cleveland! Uh, equal. 6-7 in the East. And, I mean, Brooklyn are right there as well. But that middle bit of the East, so the Bucks, the Sixers, the Celtics are separated by two games, essentially, 2-3-4. The Bulls are right there, only half game back of that. Then there's that separation of the Cavs and Raps by two games. So, with, you know, anywhere between, what, 12, 14-odd games left for each of these teams, that's a... Uh, a lot of chances to go up or down. And the same thing goes in the West, obviously, right? Like the Yaz and the Mavs are tied. The Nugs are just behind them. The Wolves are only a game and a half back of the Nugs. you got the Clippers, the Lakers, and the Pels. Spurs and Blazers are now sort of uh, drifting off a little bit away from the Pels. If the Pels can get a couple of wins under their belt this weekend, they'll be right. But yeah, like Grizz, as long as they stay healthy, they shouldn't salt away the two seed. But Warriors, as we just talked about, they're going to try to keep their noses in the three. Even then, I'm not entirely convinced that's a great spot. Because <laughs> so, then you're going to play the Nugs or the Mavs. Oof. Anyway. But yeah, seeding, jocking is always great. Uh, number two, injuries and returns. AD, CP3, Steph, Ben Simmons, obviously. Um, these are the sorts of things where you're like, oh, shit, wait. That dude's coming back? For that? Ah, oh, God. And that could really swing some uh, weird seeding races. Number three, rookie of the year. How hard are Scotty Barnes and Evan Mobley going to go? The answer is real fucking hard. Jalen Green's throwing his head into the ring. Cade Cunningham had been, but then uh, with his illness, has knocked him out for a couple of games. It sort of sucks. Obviously, Giddy was right there too, but his hip has kept him out for a week and a half so far, probably another week or so at least. And 
the rookie of the year race between Scotty Barnes and Mobley is going to be wildly interesting. Like, who makes the biggest splash over the uh, last bit? Let's find out. Number four, bad teams and their young dudes. You saw it exactly today. This is a weirdly fun time to see who's worth sort of sticking with and give heaps a run to, you know? Like, let's play heaps of Killian Hayes, etc. Because um, if you're not sure about someone, you've got these young dudes playing, you know, maybe not for their careers if they've got a guaranteed rookie contract, etc. But there's enough sort of dudes on the periphery of the NBA that they're going to go hammer and tongs. And this is the thing. It turns into the G League this year the end of this, at the end of the season, right? Everyone's racking up numbers. Yes. Bet those overs. And finally, of course, MVP narratives. Joker, should he win back-to-back? Giannis, he's always overlooked, man. Embiid, he's the best sinner since Shaq. What about Luca? What about him? How about Jar? DeMar DeRozan, question mark? I mean, it's going to just reach a cacophony over the next, like, three weeks of, like, who should win MVP? And I'm still pretty adamant that it's Joker and Embiid with Giannis just behind. Um, it wouldn't surprise me that the narrative swings back towards Embiid by the end of the season just because he hasn't won it. It's kind of simple. Like, Joker has been incredible. And if he has a couple of, like, quietish games and Embiid puts up some more 37, 15, and 5s, uh, I think Embiid runs away with it. But, uh, yeah, keep an eye on the MVP narratives. Always fun. Outback Takehouse! It's Friday at our back, and you know what that means. Oh, yeah, ice cold, four-for-one TGIF Foster's oil drum cans full of icy cold Foster's lager. That's right, it's Australian for beer. I mean, horse piss, I mean beer. Whatever, just drink it up, you fat bastards. That's right, you American bastards. Love your Foster's, don't you? No prick back home drinks this shit. What are you doing? Either way, guys, great with a flame grill take. And today's flame grill take is Steph Curry's not even injured. He's just sitting out the last few weeks to get some fucking rest after carrying this team all season. Only at Outback. I half basically agree with this. Uh, (laughs) I I assume that his injury is pretty bad. And like, you don't fuck with foot injuries. I was just talking about that, right? Um, But it also feels like, ah, yeah, cool. Look, doesn't matter where we're seated. As long as Steph gets a little bit of rest because he's gassed. Away we go. All right. uh, No Australian player watch. Should we just go straight into the Luke Longley Award? Yeah, let's do that. Oh, the Luke Longley Award. Kelly Olenek. Just had a great moment today. He and T-Ross. So two dudes for the Luke Longley Award. Just a couple of vets who have been around for a pretty long time now. And Kelly Olenek just sort of just does his job. He played 19 minutes, big off the bench. He's got the young dudes that he's sort of mentoring, I guess. I don't know if he's really mentoring, but he's at least being a solid vet, right? So you got Big Beef Stew, you got Bags. Olenek comes in, just... Hits a couple of threes, does a little bit of the dirty work, stealing a block, does some good stuff. And then T-Ross does basically the same thing, but scoring for the Magic. He's like, all right, nah, cool. Uh, we need someone to fill it up off the bench. Off we go. He had the 17 points, and I love it. And it's like two dudes who... Pretty interesting careers for both of them, right? Where, like, what, T-Ross was like the eighth pick in, like, 2012? Sort of bounced around and, like, just... From t- Toronto, goes down to Orlando, just the forgotten man. And Kelly Olynyk was a 13 pick like a year later. So fascinating careers, but they're kind of now just in that Luke Longley uh, spot of just doing their bloody job. And I kind of love it. All right, the Penny Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check-in. This one is today. Jingling Joe Ingles again, because uh, very surreptitiously just did the old, hey, uh, Trailblazers. Do you guys have like a uh, 
Century uh, room. What's going on? And it's always, does Motor Center have a sensory room? Because uh, obviously with uh, Joe and his work uh, for folks on the autism spectrum and stuff, uh, obviously with he and Renee's son and, you know, all the work that he did with the jazz, fascinating to see if he can, uh, how he's going to go with Portland. This is just jingling Joe Ingles just out there doing just fucking amazing work. What a legend. Right. Game previews and picks though. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. What's going on? Why are you rushing through this show? Oh, I'm going to go hang out with my uncle all the way over from the UK. I haven't seen him since I last visited him in London and Manchester. So, yeah, just pop around, go drink some beers. Uh, but also, like, I mean, shit, there's nothing else to do today. The game's already done. <laughs> we went one on one on the picks today. Now the Detroit picks. So 593 of 1,035 picks. It's a pretty good hit rate, I'm just saying. Uh, Saturday. We have some awesome games this weekend. Dallas at Philly is one of them. Philly hosting the Mavericks. They're two and a half point favorites. I'm going to go Philly. And this is going to be a uh, fascinating test. So I think Brooklyn having Andre Drummond as a center. Uh, Hashtag spoiler alert. He's not as good as Joel Embiid. And this was a Brooklyn team, as mentioned, that didn't have Seth Curry, didn't have Kyrie Irving. And Dallas, you know, managed to beat him. I think Philly will be one of those classic cases where Dallas looking and go, shit, this is how, if we have to play Utah in the uh, in the playoffs, like they've got a big center, a big defensive center, Embiid sort of does that. How do we slow him down? What's our approach? This is going to be a fascinating game. They've obviously also got James Harden, so how's their defense hold against him? But I think Philly can uh, win this one and eke it out at home. Just. Fascinating game, though. Just look at both of them. Washington, go to the New York City Knickerbockers of New York City. I'm going to go to the Knicks minus four and a half. Uh, their defense has really kicked into gear a little bit of late. RJ Barrett is playing out of his ass. And I think they'll be better than the Knicks. Uh, uh, they'll, the Knicks will be better than the Wiz, rather. The Lakers, the Lakers. The Lakers stink. The Lakers stink. Uh, they're going to Toronto. They're eight and a half point underdogs, the Lakers. I think they need to win one on the road, don't they? I don't think it'll be in Toronto. I think Toronto will smash them. <laughs> minus eight and a half there might be a bit too much. So I might take the uh, Lakers plus eight and a half to cover, but the Raps smash them for most of the game. The Lakers sort of get it down to seven or eight right at the end. Memphis, go to Atlanta. Jar versus Trey. How good could this be? Hopefully Jar's all right. He's, uh, they're four and a half point favorites of the Grizzlies. And... I just kind of think that they're a substantially better team than the uh, Atlanta Hawks at the moment. So I think Jar was basically just rested after a, a sort of a knee sort of, oh, I was a bit sore, but he was loving it on the bench the other day. So I think he's going to come back and kick the crap out of Atlanta. And also I think they're like 13-2 and two without Jar. So even if he doesn't play, they should be fine. The Hawks, just, their defense won't be able to keep up with Memphis. Uh, Portland, they go to Brooklyn. The Timbers, that's right, the Portland Timbers. The G-Leaguers run this soccer team out there. Brooklyn are 13 and a half point favorites at home against uh, Portland. I think I'll take Brooklyn. <clears throat> I think they can cover that because Portland are real bad. Uh, we saw that with the Knicks, right? So Portland got smashed. And like that's a Knicks team that doesn't have Kevin Durant. So Denver, they're two and a half point favorites in Cleveland. Cleveland, uh, I'm going to go to the Nuggets here. Two and a half point under uh, favorites in Cleveland. I think Joker and Co. can sort of uh, pick apart that Cleveland off uh, defense. I think they'll be right. Okay, see a 15 and a half point underdogs in Miami. I'll take that because all they do is cover. Miami, 
just a bit of Jekyll and Hyde this year. And against bad teams, I think they sort of let other teams hang around. I'll take the 15 and a half points. Houston, they host Indy. I'm going to go the Rockets plus two and a half because they can fill it up. And Indy have just given up. So <laughs> let's go Houston. New Orleans go to San Antonio. The Spurs are three and a half point favorites against the Pals. I'm going to take the Spurs. Uh, the Pelicans, I mean, between CJ McCollum, my name is Jonas, Herb. It's just without Spindles Ingram, they just don't have that thing to put right over the top. So I'll take the Spurs here, minus three and a half. Which would be funny because this is, you know, right at the end of that West playoff race. <laughs> like, that could be a big spanner in the works. The Pelicans are going to go hammering songs, but I think the Spurs might win that one. Utah hosts the Clippers. They're six and a half point favorites. Give me the Yaz. Uh, the Clippers are just a little bit off the boil at the moment. The Celtics, nine and a half point favorites in Sacramento. Tricky one. Tricky, tricky, tricky one. I think I'll take the Celtics minus nine and a half. I think Tatum, there's no one on Sacramento, like outside of what, Harrison Barnes. We can even vaguely hope to slow down either Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. So give me the Celtics. And then we've got a 93 finals rematch. That's right, the Bulls at Phoenix. Jeez, Jimmy, you're pulling that one out your ass. Settle down. Uh, the Suns are five and a half point favorites at home against Chicago. And I kind of have to go with the Suns. Chicago just don't beat good teams. And Phoenix are good even without CP3. We just talked about it with uh, through Jez's. Yeah, Nas. They're good, they're confident. They're battle-tested, and I think they'll take care of Chicago. They've got, like, the wings. They've got the bigs to throw at uh, Big Vooch. The wings to throw at Levine and DeMar. Give me the Suns, minus 5.5. Sunday, 8 a.m. start. We've got the Milwaukee Bucks at Minnesota, which is actually out of nowhere a fascinating matchup. I'm going to take the Bucks, just because I trust them a little bit more than Minnesota. Dallas go to Charlotte. Dallas on a back-to-back, having just played in Philly. It's also Charlotte, and Dallas are the... Like Charlotte, the sort of team that Dallas can absolutely demolish a rate, even on a back-to-back. So I'll take the Mavs. Cleveland hosts Detroit. I'm going the Cavs there. Even on a back-to-back, they should take care of Detroit. The Lakers go back into Washington to try and ruin Kyle Kuzma's life again. This is the Lakers going from Toronto. Uh, I think the Lakers can beat the Wiz. That'll be funny. Indy. They host Port. That'll be uh, Lakers win on the road. They haven't done that since January. Uh, Indy hosts Portland on Monday. That's a 6.30 a.m. start. I'm going to go Indy. Both these teams are horrible at the moment, but I'll take the paces. Memphis go to Houston. Give me the Grizzlies. Even though Houston beat them last time, I think the Grizzlies are going to be locked in. Atlanta, they host New Orleans. The Pelicans need to win this, but so do Atlanta. So I think I'll take the Hawks at home. Uh, Maybe sort of throws my San Antonio pick for tomorrow a little bit awry. I might change it. I might go Pels plus three and a half against San Antonio tomorrow. Yeah, give me that one. Watch My Name is Jonas. Absolutely demolish her Teenage Mutant Yucca Purtle. Uh, but yeah, then the Pals will lose in Atlanta. Okay, see, they go to Orlando. I'll take the Thunder. They need a win just to uh, get their spirits up. Phoenix at Sacramento. Ooh, God, that's a tough one. I'll take the Suns. That's not a tough one at all because Sacramento suck. Utah, go to the Knicks. Donnie Mitchell on the biggest stage. Watch him drop 50. Everybody else is doing it. I'll take the Yaz against the Knickerbockers of New York City. Boston, go to Denver. That is awesome. Time Lord versus Yoka. Give me the Joker. Give me Denver. Hosting Boston. Philly host Toronto. I'll tell you the Sixers against the Raptors. OG might be back for this one. We'll see what happens, but give me Philly. And finally, San Antonio go to Golden State. I think the Spurs can actually win that if they don't have Steph, which they do not. So give me the Spurs. And there you go. That's it. I like that I say a quick show and it's still like 40-odd minutes. <laughs> what am I doing? Right. That's it for this week. Thanks for sticking around. It's been fun. I've had a good week. Half you know, the... Bit where the squid just ruined his bed. <laughs> Jesus. 
Uh, anyway, we're back Monday. Uh, in the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Facey IGs. We're all over the socials. You know that. Uh, check out a big NFL Australia. That's right, NFL Australia with myself and Gaz breaking down a bunch of the off-season stuff. And then, of course, heaps more news pops off today about Devontae Adams, Deshaun Watson, Baker Mayfield. Ugh, might have to do another emergency show. Uh, <laughs> Adam with World Wrestling Australia on YouTube. Go check that out. Uh, follow him on Twitter, FWCIE. Get around NBAstraight.com slash shop. That's right. Go to our shop, get your merch, get your merch. I've only got a few of the t-shirts left, so go buy some, would you? Chuck us a rating review on your podcast app. Go to manscaped.com. Use the code STRAYER. 20% off and free shipping and knowable. Hang in the code STRAYER, you get 20% off and knowable. Also, with the rating and review, seriously, fucking do it if you haven't already. Like, you've got behemoths, like, literally and figuratively, like, bogey out there with, like, fucking money coming out the wazoo. I'm just like a fucking idiot yelling every day. And not asking you for much. So go on, rate and review us, would you? Uh, big thanks coming from Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out their new band, House Hats. They're awesome. And Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinated, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, iOS, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers. They're behind all the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, however you listen to your tunes, follow your bands. Do that. NBA Australia Sports Australian Band, so should you. And we'll close out the week with a classic Cooking with Bainsey. And we'll catch you on Monday, you dickheads. Have a good weekend, would ya? I know I will. Is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would ya? And later, Hosanna! Cooking with Bainsey is filmed in front of a live studio audience. And now it's time for Cooking with Bainsey with your host, Aaron Bangers Baines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, g'day, it's Cooking with Bainesy, and I'm your host, Aaron Bangers Bainesy. Yep, that's right, just here in this here episode, gonna whip up a nice, delish dish for ya. You know what we're gonna do this week? Oh, hey, Cheryl, look at you over there, you're always losing your mind. Anyway, we're gonna whip up one of my absolute Aussie favourites that you can have whenever. It is the classic Bangers. Scrambled eggs on toast. That's right, bloody scrambled eggs on toast. That's right. I love me some scrambled eggs on toast. And I'll tell you what, it is easy peasy, mate. Definitely helps keep up this physique, you know what I mean? Protein, baby. Yeah, look at you. All right, so it's bloody simple, mate. All you got to do is go down to your soupy, load up on a thing of eggs, get a dozen of them. Don't be a coward. Don't get six. Get a dozen. Now, get the free-range ones. Don't be a prick and get those ones that are from Cage Chooks. That's a no-no. Now, make sure you've got some butter, maybe a bit of milk, a bit of salt and pepper. And now, don't be a coward. Get some chilies. Maybe grab some spring onions as well. Then get over to your bakery. Say good day to Steve the baker. G'day, Steve. How are you, mate? Yeah, there you go. Now, grab a thing out of their fancy sourdough. Don't fuck around with shit bread, mate. This will blow your mind. Trust me. Righto. Now... You put your cooker on your medium, you get your fry pan or your saucepan, whatever you want to do, it doesn't matter, mate. Grease her up with some butter. Now bang eggs in there. Yeah, that's right. 
just flat out crack them straight in there. Now, some nongs do something different with it and whisk it all up in a bowl beforehand and mix in some fucking mixed herbs and all this shit. Don't bother. Do your whisking as they cook. So that's what you do. You crack the eggs in there, stir them up, take it off the hood a couple of times. There you go, there you go. Yep, just let her settle. Stir around, stir around. Bit of your milk, there you go. Look, oh, that looks bloody delicious, doesn't it? Right, now, pop your toast in, slice up your bread, pop your toast in, big thick slices. There you go. Now, just sit back, grab a tin. Oh, brekkie tins. How good is this? Now, chop up your chilli and your spring onions. Make sure your eggs are looking nice and moist, but not too moist, mind you. And throw them on the eggs. Bang in some salt and pepper on there. Grab your taste. Butter her up. Burp, there you go. Mrs. will love that. Turn off the heat in your eggs. Then just bang them on. I'll tell you what. Bob's your fucking uncle. Because that, my friends, is an absolute bloody ripper of a brekkie, a lunch, or even a bloody dinner. It's bangers scrambled eggs. That's right. It's just bloody delicious, mate. And it'll dead sit in Brest's Sheila's. Don't you worry about that. You know... Got a big night of banging ahead of you, behind you, whatever. Cook up this and I'll never leave your side. That's right. And if you want to get fancy, or a bit fancy pantsy, oh, look at this, look at me, look at me. Add a side of avo. Add a side of bacon or smoked salmon even. Maybe even some little baby tomatoes. And that will taste fucking unreal. Trust me. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, so how easy is that? Get stuck in, do it at home yourselves, and you'll absolutely bloody well love it. All right, there you go. Tune in to NBA Australia next time for a new recipe, and we'll see you then on the next episode of Cooking with Bainsy.